0: This is TechHeads Episode 72. Today it's time for Geo This and Geo That.
1: and Higher Education Podcast for the week of March 29th, 2010, coming to you live from the CU Online Studios at the University of Colorado, Denver. I'm Brian Yonke, and with me, as always, is Anna Tai.
0: Good morning, Brian. How's it going?
1: Not too bad. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing well.
1: Again, testing out another setup here. Yes.
0: I like this better.
1: We'll see. We'll see. Um, You know, there's lots of challenges when trying to do not only an audio podcast, but something that's also somewhat video friendly as well, Mm -hmm. and so we're... Again, moved all the furniture around, moved the mics around.
0: Hopefully, you can hear me today because I've been sitting kind of on an angle, and so i yeah. was speaking away from the the mic. So the previous probably episode, yeah. I've been fading in and out. So hopefully, this setup's going to be ideal.
1: Yeah, and I think you know, I want to we're trying to capture what more of the discussion going on as exactly. opposed to us like just looking user at the
0: screen, yeah, like exactly. That, so.
1: So we're gonna try this out and see what goes on. Nice. Um, how was your weekend?
0: My weekend was good. It's
1: <laughs> Monday here, folks. It
0: was so. a very lovely spring weekend. Yeah, so. the weather's
1: starting to come up, yeah. but you know these—you know these Denver Springs. I you know. never—you know, never know what's around <laughs> the corner. So.
0: I, I'm Saw so, so many people out and about, you know, riding their bikes, walking the dog, running, etc. So it was it was a good time, definitely, to get out. Yeah, so.
1: I, I think it was less than a week ago. We had like six inches of snow on the. Ground. Yeah. And it's supposed to be seventy-eight tomorrow.
0: So. <laughs> so you're gonna get on your scooter and and cruise oh, around I'm town. Sure, I'm sure I'll get a chance. So. Nice.
1: So here we are, folks. Today's um interesting um episode. Um, some really cool stuff we're gonna talk about. Uh, basically. I don't know the best way to put it. I mean, it's just kind of been this thing that's kind of been becoming more and more popular over the last couple years, and it's just the whole concept of geo. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I use that term loosely because it's always seems to be tied to something. Whether you're geotagging this, you're geoblogging that, uh, but it's all—it's all based out of this whole concept of us as civilians, for lack of a better term, gaining access to um, global positioning systems. And um, what we're going to do is we're going to talk a little bit about that um, as well as how that's kind of been integrated into our normal lives and how new technology and new applications out there are kind of giving us the ability to move this this new idea forward and Mm -hmm. become creative with it and what things we're doing. And we'll also look at some of the ways that this GPS integration is being utilized in higher education. So I'm going to just go ahead and kind of go through our little outline here and just talk a little bit some about the some of the stuff. Without going too far into history, we're all fairly familiar these days with the concept of GPS, which stands for Global Positioning System. Mm-hmm. And this is a system that came out of the 70s and 80s, essentially with the military. And what they did is they... Um, put a bunch of satellites up, in, up orbiting the Earth, and they use those satellites and re- receivers and transmitters down on Earth to send signals back and forth to the satellites um, using a process of triangulation to determine locations. Mm-hmm. Um, and the real basic concept is if you point to three different um, satellites and they all intersect in one spot, it'll tell you, triangulate exactly... A location of whether or not it's something in that case like a target mm-hmm. um and then they were able to navigate you know missiles and items like that to the target they were using it to navigate their their the jets and vehicles and things like that and in uh i want to say mid-90s again i'm not 100 percent sure on the exact dates when this stuff happened but essentially they um opened up this system to 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 civilian population and allowed for manufacturers to start building devices that we as civilians could take advantage of. And really the first items we saw was your GPS, which people know as a GPS. And they were, at the time, they were just kind of these boxes. I remember my brother had a really, really early GPS. And it, it sort of looked like an oversized cell phone.
0: It was probably yeah. mm-hmm. about I that remember big. those things, yeah. And
1: it had like a, a monochrome screen, mm-hmm. and it just gave you essentially coordinates of where you were at and a really, really, really loose, rough map. Mm-hmm. And then you were able to use it for tracking. Um, a lot of hikers were using it um, mm-hmm. and things like that. And then slowly, as the technology got better, um, Those devices got better. Of course, they got smaller. The screens got improved.
0: Well, it's color, right? And some now are like touch screen and everything.
1: Touch screen, and that's the common GPS that you find in a lot of navigation systems and vehicles. Mm -hmm. Um, People buy them, you know, you can buy them as separate devices. And that's really where it kind of took off Mm -hmm. um and for for several years gps systems were widely known for navigation whether it was in a car or hiking or camping or something like that um they were also used in they were also used for tracking Uh, and you could do um you know for example if big big thing out here is skiers will take a gps um beacon kind of device that'll Mm-hmm. that they'll use in case they were in an avalanche or something like right. that so that they can be located
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, so tracking like that um, several wildlife organizations also use it um, they'll tag animals and they'll they'll use this to track animals so they can track migration routes and things mm-hmm. like that so so there's definitely been a lot of uses in the last several years um, in in that sense uh, and then probably the next, the next step, I think, where it, it started, I started seeing more of um, integrated uses of GPS is uh, when they started to integrate these into devices that weren't just the GPS system. And the, the, this is where the concept of geotagging came out. It was predominantly popular with photography. And what it did is, um, most, uh, almost every single digital camera you have these days, when you mm-hmm. take a picture on a di- digital camera, obviously it takes the picture, but embedded into the picture is a bunch of information. It's a bunch of photograph, you know, photographic information. You know, talking about the lens that was used, mm-hmm. um, the focal length, um, the size of the picture, um, the the resolution. All this kind of data is entered into the photo, and and you may not even know that, and you can any any image that you have you can find this metadata because it's usually associated with this Mm -hmm. Um, but now that they had these gps's devices they were uh, allowed able to add another line of um information which was essentially your global positioning coordinates latitude and longitude and people were using this for a lot of different things. Um, there was devices that were coming out. <clears throat> there's like an attachment you can get for your digital camera that'll instantly give it its geo geo geotag. Um, I want to say four or five years ago, this device came out called an iFi. And the iFi was essentially a card, a memory card for your digital camera.
0: That's right. I remember I was talking about that a couple of years ago. That
1: was able to essentially Send your photo. Send your um, send your photo right from the camera. You can send it to your computer, and then mm-hmm. it could also embed that that um, the coordinates. And that was kind of where it started taking off into these other devices. Mm-hmm. Uh, Flickr is uh, one of the largest you know, photo-sharing social networks out there. Mm-hmm. And it integrates all this geotagging information. Mm-hmm. And they actually have a map. So you can go to Flickr and, like, for example, f- my Flickr account, I have my own personal map. And I can see all the pictures I've taken based on mm-hmm. the coordinates that were associated with it. So I can look at a map of the United States and I right. see these little pink dots. Okay. And it, it shows me where my pictures have been taken yeah um they also have a world map so you can see you know if you choose to make your photos public you can see pictures where people are people Mm -hmm. taking it click on it and um you know you'll see a picture and then you'll get description and things like that um
0: it's definitely a a fun way of you know looking at a picture and then trying to find out oh wow that photographer took it in this exact location maybe next time i'm in that area i could always go there and kind of um play around with that landscape and take more pictures in that area so you know it gives users i guess uh, another perspective on on where the photo has been taken it was
1: really cool for that and then one step past that google started integrating this concept into um, like google earth and google maps uh-huh. so you could go into google earth and go to a location and you could see that there were pictures taken at location you can click on it and right. just exa- essentially see someone's point of view from that from that area mm-hmm. so that was kind of the, the 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 birth of this kind of geotagging concept um, and it was re- it really you know it, beca- it it started to become what it was when when these Little GPS global positioning chips were embedded into devices that weren't just a, a, a global a GPS system in your car, um, and I think where it, it started to take its next leap, its like third paradigm, is when um, when these when smartphones started coming out with the, with these the, with these chips in them, so like the iPhone for example, the iPhone like I have here has a GPS chip in it, mm-hmm. and I have I can set it so I can take a picture with it send the picture to Flickr and all the data of where I took the picture is right in there and then I can make that public if I show so desire um and that was really kind of the next thing because now that a phone that you have is essentially a mini computer has applications that does more than just takes pictures and does more than just operate operates a phone you can use it to do you can do blogging you can do um any sort of web surfing and things like that, it suddenly becomes this kind of geo-item that Mm -hmm. can take advantage of all different things.
0: I mean, not not to mention the the whole, um, I guess, personal growth, uh, being able to share your resources and be able to be viewable and tracked by anyone. I think uh, an area that you mentioned was that, especially in Colorado, where there's a lot of skiers and hikers and all that, it definitely comes into play, um, especially avalanche rescuing where... You know, there's tons of skiers that every, each year, each ski season, they get caught in an avalanche. And, you know, I know from the past that a couple of, um, you know, seasons just hearing all these people being rescued because they have these device that they're able to signal to um, rescuers that here I am, I'm stuck in this location and being found because of that. So I think, yeah. you know, in, in those instances, you know, what a, a fantastic way of being able to... To help save your life, you know, in those near-death experiences,
1: and and that's exactly where it's come to now. Because before this kind of shift, before there was really geotagging, it was more of this is where this picture was taken. Mm-hmm. This is how I get to this point. Now the shift has come to here's where I'm at, mm-hmm. and 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 that's really been really something really popular in the last year or two is essentially tagging yourself, and. Um, it was probably about two or three years ago. There was a lot of buzz about this web application called Brightkite, and Brightkite, um, actually, which is a Denver-based company, they um, put out this application called Brightkite. And the way that it worked was, you would have your phone, and you you would go to a place, you'd launch the Brightkite application on your phone, and it would based on your coordinates say you're here mm-hmm. and then you would hit the button and send it to BrightKite and then BrightKite would let everyone know so you, it would send it to your Twitter account to your mm-hmm. Facebook and just say I'm right here this is where I'm at and it was a really interesting concept and um, you know they kinda added the whole social networking and, that, and that's what they call this concept is location-based social networking mm-hmm. and what it did is it allowed people to you know network based on where they're at. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, like Facebook, you just network with your friends and things like that, but then BrightKite took it to the next level and had it based on location. So I could say, I'm at this place, and then someone else who's on BrightKite could say, oh, I'm here too, and then you could interact Mm -hmm. if you wanted to. Uh, About, uh, probably about a year or so ago, I was turned on to another application that essentially took this BrightKite concept one level further, and it's called Foursquare. And Foursquare, same concept, you go to a place, you check in, that's a term that they use, you check in at a place, Mm -hmm. and then other people within the social network of Foursquare can see where you're at. at. Mm -hmm. But they turned it into more of a game. And what I mean by that is if you check into one place more than anyone else, you get a little prize. You get a little award that's, you know, on your website. Right. So they call these badges. So you can get badges for checking into a place more than anyone else. You can get badges for going around the city and checking into a bunch of different places. And they have, I don't even know how many, probably 50, 60 different badges that you can earn in Mm -hmm. this social network location game. And um, that took off a step farther than Bright Kite, I think, because of the whole game an- aspect. Because suddenly, oh, I want to be the mayor of this place. Or suddenly, I'm like, I need to get more badges. I need to check in more places. And it becomes a little bit of an addiction, just like right. some of these other games. So so it took the concept of that was more of like informational based and turned it into a game. And there's actually another um, application out there called Gowalla, which is, I guess, a competition to Foursquare. And it, it's the same concept.
0: So there's so many that exist out there. Which one do you prefer, and which one, I guess, is more easy to well, use? Well, there's there's a lot of the things. Other? There's
1: a lot of things you really need to think about when when you're looking at this kind of stuff. You know, uh, again, um, Gowalla and Foursquare are more is more of a game, um, and essentially the way it works is, it, for Foursquare, I have friends just like I would in Facebook or something like that, and my friends are able to see where I'm at based on where I check in. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it also has the ability to, if you check in somewhere, it'll send a tweet out to Twitter. So not only could I have it set so that my friends see it, but then anyone on Twitter sees where I'm at, and suddenly people know where you're at, which is raising some privacy issues as as far as things mm-hmm. like that. And there's a lot of people that have concerns about that, um, and, and as they should, because you can... set. Uh, instantly make yourself available to the world and let them know exactly where you're at and where, more importantly where you're not at
0: exactly and, and that, that was the next question that I was going to raise is that you've pretty much exposed yourself mm-hmm. to your community, to the world mm-hmm. um, etc it's like how far is that going to go beyond like, y- y- I feel like y- you've now made yourself so vulnerable because anywhere you go it's almost like someone knows exactly where yeah. you're going and where you're not so where does that lead? Like you said, like the whole privacy. I mean, it's going to open up another can of worms in terms of like people stalking you or these privacy information.
1: Stalking et you, knowing when you're when and when you're not home. Mm-hmm. Um, these there's a lot of issues are raised. Some people are completely hundred percent comfortable with l- doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, I I have mine limited. I, I one thing I do is like for example in Foursquare. I have it set to accept. I only accept contacts that I personally know. Mm-hmm. So if there was someone that thought my thought it was interesting. That I I tweeted that I was there. They might try to follow me on Foursquare. I will not follow them back unless I unless I personally know them. Mm-hmm. And that way, I know that if I check in and allow friends to see where I'm checking in, it's going to be people I know and people that I trust. Mm-hmm. Um, so so there's certainly and and this goes back to all kinds of privacy issues with the web. You have to be aware. You have to be open. You have to be you have to understand you have to understand it and it's more of a conscious decision on your end or you can get yourself into.
0: I have a question for you okay with all this technology that's readily available accessible from your phone or not if these weren't available say today would you still expose yourself to I guess strangers the way you have been now
1: as far as what I like
0: like telling people where you're at at this particular time I mean there's, um,
1: there's different ways to look at that there wasn't a way to do that back then. So what I have done it well, back then? Well, the
0: old-fashioned way would have been you, you called your friend or text them. Yeah. And tell them. tell them isn't
1: even that old.
0: True. But, I mean, I'm just saying with with all these, I guess, applications that are, like, in front of your hands right now, would you change the way you live or and, I guess, make yourself accessible to... To your friends differently. Well, I think
1: we're always kind of evolving in that sense. Um, yeah, back then I was calling everyone, spending a half hour to call everyone and say, hey, I'm going to right, exactly. be here tonight. Come out. I'm going to be here tonight. Come out. And wh- what it's kind of evolved to is I can check in now if I so choose to use an application like that. I can check in. My mm-hmm. friends see where I'm at. I'm done. Put a little message there say, hey, come out. Mm-hmm. I'm done. So if I have all my friends that are important to me on there, I can just simply do that, you know. I've done things in the past where I've sent a text message out to like seven or eight people, and I, it was the same text message, you know, just saying, "Hey, we're out here. Mm-hmm. C- come, come join us and hang out, or you know, the sale's going on here, or something like that." Um, the only difference is there's an application that's doing it, and then making it more social. Mm-hmm. And obviously, in Foursquare's case, they're turning it into a game. Mm-hmm. And the reverse end of the whole game thing, which is interesting, is. There's, there, you can check into, um, you check into, like say, I check into a restaurant. It's my favorite restaurant. I eat there all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, this this application's gotten so big in, in New York City, and it's starting to get more popular other places. Those establishments are now realizing the importance of these people checking in. So what they've done is like so for example, they'll say, if you're the mm. mayor of this place, we'll give you twenty percent off our food. Or or for every three check ins right. for every three times you check into our place, we'll give you a free cup of coffee or something like that. And and that's so like free stuff,
0: marketing for them, right?
1: It totally is. And 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 these companies like Foursquare are now targeting these establishments just, you know, with tools like here's how you can monitor mm-hmm. and see how many people are using the application right. and, and you can reward them, you know. So so the game has become not so much just a game where you want to get these little fake badges but now it's a game where you want to earn discounts and things like that and who knows where it'll go from there mm-hmm. so i mean but that's the whole location-based social networking it's like facebook and MySpace were like six years ago it's brand new people are starting to figure it out and trying to understand it mm-hmm. um
0: do you feel like that it's made um I guess meeting people a lot easier these days through these applications through strangers or do you still kind of prefer you know the traditional method of that you meet people through being introduced or you know from from a friend that you know
1: Well I got I got a really good example that might kind of go along with this I was um there's this one place I would go to every once in a while and I ended up becoming the mayor, and I was like, "This is cool." And I remember the next day, this other person became the mayor. And I'll let you know, like, you're no longer the mayor. And you know, you're like,
0: "What's this place (laughs) called?" I'm
1: like, "What? I want to be the mayor of this place." And 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 then I would I remember asking the person at at this establishment, I'm just like, "Who's this person?" And they're just laughing. They're like, "Oh, they were asking who you were." (laughs) you know, because we're starting to realize we're both competing for to be the mayor of this establishment. And um, this past weekend I went out with some friends and we went to this place and my friend brought a couple of his friends and introduced everyone and I realized that one person was Oh, okay. And he was like, you're so-and-so. And I'm like, you're so-and-so. And then we just started talking, and it, it was right. just kind of interesting how that happened. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's a preferred way or not a preferred way. It's just an additional way that you can, you know, essentially integrate social, social side to, mm-hmm. you know, this kind of stuff. Um, one thing I'm starting to realize is that other sites are starting to integrate this kind of concept of checking in. Mm -hmm. Yelp, which is a very popular site for restaurant reviews, it's a social network. I can go to a restaurant, and then I can go to the site, type in my review on what I felt about it, and people can integrate with that. Well, now they have the ability from their, they have an iPhone app where you can actually check in.
0: Oh, okay. So so
1: they added that feature to it. So you're starting to kind of see this stuff, um, this whole location-based social networking thing. Probably won't go away for a while. Mm-hmm. I think it'll become refined. I think people are going to, you know, realize what they want to share and what they don't. And, you know, again, in my case, you know, I, I keep it pretty tight, uh, tight-knit group of people that I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm with on, on Foursquare, and I'm still really kind of researching and experimenting with the application. W- whether or not I stick with it, I couldn't tell you at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really interesting. But again, it's just one of several ways that this whole GPS concept or um, geo concept is 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 become you know it being integrated into technology that we're using every day. Another one that's really 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 interesting to me and it's it's super cool and it's going to be interesting to where this goes is a concept called augmented reality, and that's a really really broad term which can mean a bunch of things. But I'm I'm more uh, what I want to kind of. Focus on is how it's being being used with technology that you and I have today. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the first time I really got uh, my exposure to it, um, and this will help me try to explain it because it's really hard for me to grasp this concept sometimes. Is um, there was a little Easter egg, which in other words, there was a hidden hidden feature in um, the Yelp application that I was using on this this iPhone. And once you once you got that um, got that. Hidden applica- hidden feature set. It mm-hmm. was really cool. And what had happened is again, Yelp is a website and they have a, an integrated application for the iPhone that allows me to essentially find restaurants, review them. You know, I can click on here and, um, It'll tell me restaurants in my area and mm-hmm. how well they've been rated and things like that. It's a yeah. really helpful site, and yeah, I've been I using use it for a while. lot It's it's great. Well, they have this feature in here that was that's called monocle and mm-hmm. what it does is I essentially turn on the monocle and it it turns on my camera on my phone, and essentially what that does is it makes this a viewfinder. So I'll hold it up in front of me like this, and I'll see a couple buildings here, and then it'll pull data from its database and show me what restaurants are in front of me so i'll see yeah. i'll hold it up here and i'll say like mcdonald's two stars um mm-hmm. joe's crab shack or whatever is in front of me and as i move it like that the locations change oh, A- and wow. it's just like you're seeing all the restaurants everything around you like that wow. and that's the kind of the whole yeah. the augmented reality and the first time i saw that i was just like wow it's like literally putting out a pair of binoculars mm-hmm. and seeing the names and the reviews of everything in front of you it's incredible it's super crazy and um google started integrating some of this stuff mm-hmm. i think initially on their first google android phone and the way that it worked is it worked with google maps mm-hmm. and it was kind of the same concept where you could just kind of go like this and move the maps around and things like that just by how you're moving the Edits. and and, and
0: Yeah, It's so ironic because, you know, you take it, uh, you look back at a couple of years ago when you actually go traveling, you know, you're trying to discover restaurants, the area, places of interest, you know, to go and see and etc. And you would have to probably research that, you know, ahead of time before you got to the place. But now I think it just made it so much easier that, like you said, you could be standing at that location like, hmm, where should I Go and right. eat today. What do I feel like? And then basically use this AR technology to kind of define or make that decision for you yeah, at yeah. that given time.
1: Tell me. Tell me, <laughs> iPhone. Where should I eat today? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and, and it's not just finding places to eat and drink. Right. I, I, I mean... Picture this, picture this in an art museum. Mm-hmm. Okay? So I'm in I'm in the museum, Metropolitan mm-hmm. Museum of Art, and I'm just I got a bunch of things around me. I could hold this up and and it would know exactly what is in front of me based on my location and give me instant information on on the artist. Mm-hmm. Um how it was created all all that concept all that stuff could be right here just by moving that mm-hmm. and and so you 're able to interact with it in real time, but then For also sure. get the information right there right um, that that 's huge and 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 that 's kind of like i think that 's along the lines of how we could start to see this in ed, ed, educational educational uses um, art history history
0: mm-hmm.
1: um you could use it just going to um, think of a think of a concept where you 're at a um, you know, like a Boston. You go to Boston, or you go to Philadelphia, and you go to some of these historic landmarks. You know, you could, you could, there could be an application on here that could beep when you're near a historic landmark. You know, mm-hmm. you could give you the information of it. There'd be an augmented reality where you could see. You know, like there's the Liberty Bell. Get mm-hmm. that information. Sa- exactly. Same concept.
0: Well, no, especially you know, like K to twelve schools, high school, a uh, middle school. In history, learning about, um, for example, Italy, or like back in the before Christ or AD era, I think using this AR technology, I think part of their um, curriculum, it was, you know, they were learning about Italy, about the Colosseum, what it would be like back in those days as a gladiator fighter. So it would basically take the students back into that, um, that era and experience what it would be like you fighting in that yeah. um, arena. So... You know, it gave them that real life kind of experience, but taking it back, you know, hundreds and millions of years ago.
1: That's really because yeah. Now, so, now you got me thinking. You know, if, let's just say you're in Rome. You know, and <laughs> you have, and I've seen there's an app that's like this. All right. You can hold it up. You're in Rome. You hold up the Colosseum. You see the Colosseum here, but in here you see the same thing. But instead, it looks like how it how did you, well, thousands it's in, of years ago. So
0: I mean, you don't really physically have to be yeah, in
1: those. Put yourself thousands. Yeah,
0: places. Ago. So
1: I mean, th- there's lots of things like that. And, and you got a couple examples of mm-hmm. how some of these, um, how universities are starting to use this.
0: Yeah, um, as I was just reading up on some of these technologies, I think um, it's the Human Interface Technology Lab, I think at the University of Canterbury in New Zealand. They're actually using this AR technology, and they're creating these tools to, to translate um, sketches into 3D objects. So part of, I guess, you know the Human Performance Lab, it's it's about movement and all that, so you know what better opportunity and way to give students the experience to see these kind of like three D objects kind of moving around to to see how you know you can integrate that into the human kind of interface and movement and etc. And uh, another example that I, I was reading at was this company, um, a German-based company called I think. I'm probably butchering it, Matteo or something, And they develop books right with these AI elements in there. So, people, um, when they buy the book, they either download like the software and kind of like animation kind of pops out. So, uh, an example was that part of a, a book that you purchase, a, a globe might pop up in front of the page and it'll tell you, Oh, here I am in this country or etc. So It's kind of like incorporating into like real life, um, like a piece of book, you download the software, and then you can actually install this software and see how, you know, some of these technologies are like right in front of you, you can kind of like touch and and feel around and all that. So I thought that was just really interesting Mm -hmm. that it's incorporating into that.
1: There's just you know, and and, and this is just the start. Mm-hmm. Um, one one thing that's kind of interesting is the concept of geocaching. Mm-hmm. And I think this could really have some kind of educational benefits. But the concept of geocaching, and it's, 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 I guess you'd call it a game. I don't really understand if it's a game or if it's a pastime or a hobby. Mm-hmm. But essentially, people build these caches. It's usually like a Tupperware container with a little symbol on it. And they put um, a log book in there and then an item. Mm-hmm. And I, they bury it, they hide it, or they put it somewhere. And it's, this is just a worldwide network of these items all over the world. and and the coordinates are posted on these websites and then you can navigate to these coordinates using a GPS or your phone or something like that and find the item. Open it up, log that you were here, swap out the item in there with something else. You gotta keep the log book in there put it back, and then go on and find another thing. So essentially it's, it's just like... like a treasure
0: hunt thing? Yeah,
1: sort of like a giant scavenger hunt.
0: Okay, yeah.
1: Um, but translate that into education where you can create this kind of map-tracking traven- scavenger hunt with your students with mm-hmm. different things. Um, it's really got some, you know, kind of an interesting interactive way to kind of um, add the concept of space, for lack mm-hmm. of a better term. Um, you know, and again, you as you were saying, um, well... Another augmented reality that's really cool is um and it's really popular on the google phones is is a similar concept where you're going like this but instead you're looking at the night sky mm, and yes. it'll show you exactly what stars you're looking at and what constellations and planets and things like that mm-hmm. and that's just you know that's just taking astronomy and putting it right at your fingertips and right in front of exactly. you as it's happening
0: right and, and i remember like you know in in primary school um which is middle school here or something. We would have to take field trips to like the planetarium and and, you know learn about the the stars the constellations and all that so you know you you think about the trip planning to go to the physical location spend a few hours there you know now everything's pretty much in front of you Mm -hmm. in your hands that you can experience and learn and gain that information there and then
1: yeah it's it's wonderful so so i guess the real question is as this stuff is, you know, being integrated, where is it going? Exactly. Where is it going? I mean, we we can only guess and predict, but I, I think what's going to happen is you're going to become very much aware.
0: I, I guess my, my question would be, how how much is too much information In in terms of exposing all this information out there? Is there going to be some sort of limit to what should be disclosed and what shouldn't? And... In, in, uh, I guess I'm looking at more the, the privacy um, issue. here. Yeah,
1: I think that's a classic case. of time will tell, mm-hmm. the issues will raise. Uh, I, I'm sure, and I haven't seen too much of it. I'm sure there's going to be some things happening that are going to question this. Mm-hmm. You know, whether or not it, you know, wh- whether it's something terrible that we don't want to happen, but there's right. going to be things that are going to happen. It's going to be like someone was being stalked or whatever. Mm-hmm. We're gonna we're gonna see that and. Um, it's definitely going change, to change the landscape of, of where this is going. And, mm-hmm. and I think it's really only a matter of time before we figure out what that is. Um, but that's, you know, for that side of it. Mm-hmm. For the other side of it, you know, we have really, really helpful, helpful oh, uses for sure. of, that, of Of how could, you know, I, I, I foresee a future where we will always be aware of what's around us. Mm-hmm. And it will be because of the, these kind of systems. I will not no longer need to, you know plan things in the sense where I need to know exactly where this is I'll be I'll be able to tell this device take me here and when I get there let me know and let me know everything about everything around me and it'll be right there in front of me
0: so then with that kind of shut part of our brain down that all our decisions will no longer be made by ourselves you but know, rather someone's some object or applications determining
1: I hate to look at it that future. way and think that it would dumb us i I think really what it does is it opens up our brains to kind of become thinking more advancedly um and that's just the way that i look at it you know we become we become smarter because we're able to use our brains to calculate more things as Mm -hmm. opposed to you know spend it on stuff that we are now getting it's getting taken care of and at least that's the way i hope it goes Mm -hmm. um you know they keep saying that this kind of technology is going to make um automobiles autonomous Mm -hmm. so we'll no longer have to drive them we'll just sit in the car
0: right (laughs)
1: Send <laughs> me here, and I'll <laughs> get there. So.
0: Well, I mean, you look at those um, movies. Um, which is the one that Arnold Schwarzenegger was in, um, about the future, going to Mars. I mean, all these, oh, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. futuristic movies are, are pretty much uh, are replicating, I guess, how we live these t- today.
1: Yeah. And slowly but surely, I was watching a movie from the '70s that was all supposed to take place in the future, you know, and their cars were driving them around and things right. like that. And we're slowly getting 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 to the, getting to there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's again, it's only a matter of time. So, mm-hmm. um, but that, in a nutshell, that's that's. But
0: it's very exciting. I yeah, mean, that's you know, all know, Not this to put a, a downside technology. to it. I mean, obviously, there's there's always a downside to everything. But I mean, you look at how it's um, made our life so much more efficient. I mean, you look at the education system that, you know, it's taking the learning curve into another direction. I mean, literally, you're gaining real life experience as if you were living in that era, Mm -hmm. Uh, especially if you're taking like history or even architecture. You're physically able to see objects, create, rotate. I guess buildings that you're creating, r- whereas before it, it'd probably be a lot you know very costly to create some of these sure. models and all that stuff,
1: sure, it just again moves it forward, mm-hmm. you know even even down to the the, the college campus mm. if if you're if you're taking classes and you're on campus, no gone are the days of trying to figure out where these buildings are where your exactly. classes are you know your phone can just tell you
0: well even as a, a prospective student gone to the days that you had to physically go on to sure. campus to visit and all that now all the information is basically a click a, a click away that mm-hmm. you could just do virtual tools and, and get an understanding oh wow i love that campus look how close it is look how beautiful it is oh i know Look at what some of these, you know, classrooms have to offer. It's like right. all these smart boards, etc. So I think it gives, you know, prospective students um, that little added advantage of making that critical decision of where to go.
1: And and as faculty, should you be integrating this stuff now? Pro- not probably yet. I mean, if if you're definitely up on this stuff and interested, I would definitely t- start tar- start experimenting. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's only a matter of time before we see it much more. Um, it's again. It's very popular with the obviously GPSs, geotagging. We're starting to see that um, mm-hmm. geo, geoblogging is a really interesting concept.
0: Um, Why don't you explain that a little bit?
1: Geoblogging is essentially tagging a blog entry mm-hmm. from a location. So l- let's say I write a blog post from this. Um, I'm trying to think of a place that would be historic. The Eiffel Tower. Okay. Okay. Um, I, I maybe I take some pictures. I write a I write a blog post. I, I explain what's going on. Maybe add some historical significance to it. Then I add the coordinates and I post in my blog. And all that information's right there. Um, maybe not. Maybe it's something that's maybe historical, but not as 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 known. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's just kind of a, a town, something in a small town that had historical significance. You can write about it. Throw the coordinates up there. And then you have a blog post that's got all, all, all the information you need. You can punch that into your GPS and get there and explore it for yourself. Mm. Um, that, that, that would be a really interesting way to spread some of this information to your students and kind of create a, a scavenger hunt
0: mm-hmm.
1: based on this. Say, here's my geo blog. Visit some of the places, you know, if they're local. For sure. And, and, and pull in your opinions on that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. So... So, you know, geo-blogging is kind of an interesting way. And all you need these days is, um, you know, if you have a smartphone or something like that, or a GPS. GPS's are now under $100. Uh, Decent ones with big color screens, Mm -hmm. touch screens, and all that kind of stuff. Um, and, and, And there's a lot of interesting things you can do. I've used my GPS to track like a trip. Mm-hmm. And then I can dump it into Google Maps. And on Google Maps, it'll show me exactly right. where I went.
0: Yeah, I'm, I am I guess, excited about getting a, like a GPS watch for when I do go hiking or, or a mountain biking whatever. And I'm always probably getting lost that, you know, to be able to have that and know that. Hopefully, I won't get lost ever again. Right. So, I think it, it, that's probably critical for me. Something that's anva- advantageous to, to have.
1: Yes, yes. And uh, as they get smaller, you mm-hmm.
0: know. I know, you're wearing it on your wrist as opposed to carrying this big, kind I of know. clunky, heavy The device. scary
1: thing is the day when they start putting those chips in, inside, in inside us. us. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, aren't they doing that as well? You're saying tracking animals and stuff? I mean. Yeah,
1: I mean, they're doing that. My dog has a chip in him but i don't think it doesn't have any location kind of stuff it's just like the chip has information of the owners and stuff like that so. Mm-hmm. um so it's it's coming for sure um but
0: stay tuned right yeah for stay tuned that's
1: that's all the that's that's the geo thing you're going to hear that term around everything mm-hmm. you know like i said geo tagging blogging caching all that kind of stuff it's really r- taking a concept that's fairly normal and then adding this new concept of location coordinates and um, kind of positioning. Mm-hmm. So. so, take a look at it. Enjoy it. We're going to have all the links to everything we <coughs> talked about in the show notes. So, you'll definitely want to go to our site and check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, that's techheads.com. Tons
0: of information out yeah. there.
1: T-E-C-H-E-D-S dot hey. com. Techheads.com. Right. Go there. Click the links we'll have a bunch of articles in there based on stuff we talked about links to some of the devices we talked about the applications just to kind of give you an idea, get you an idea of what's going on and get you started in this whole kind of concept of geo I don't know what else to call it right. location based networking and things like that so mm-hmm. um, that's it for our show today um, We'll be back. I don't know. You won't be here next week. No,
0: will you? I won't be. I'm taking a hiatus for the next three weeks. was yeah. so gonna be go back the home side of the world yes. for a
1: while, and she'll be geotagging that whole trip, <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> oh, I don't know. I'm still kind of a. Uh, I like to create my. Uh, want to be anonymous, I guess.
1: (laughs) She's going to take a break and just be anonymous for a while. Um, And hopefully we'll be able to get in here with the weeks while she's gone and get a couple shows and then be back on full in a few weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, But stay tuned. Keep going to the site. Again, it's Techheads. dot com. T e c h h e d s. dot com. We go there
0: exactly, and we welcome feedback to the show. Yeah. Um, if there's any critical topics that you want us to cover, you know, send us a feedback or even some of these technologies that you currently have started implementing. You know, share your thoughts. Let and, us know about
1: them. Check out the our old episodes. Check out our old episodes. Exactly. Um, and what was the last thing I was going to say? It's leaving my mind.
0: And we are a proud member of all those
1: com yep. and Tech, mm-hmm. and check tech Podcast. Check out those for yep. more podcasts. And also check us out at Twitter at CU Online. It's letter C, letter U, online. Follow us, and you can yep. see all the updates of everything we're doing, our podcasts and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, so until the next time, which may or may not be next week, mm-hmm. definitely with I'll me. I'll see
0: you in probably three weeks' time.
1: Sounds good. All Everyone right.
0: have a good day. Okay, bye.